after it's dark Cause you're a girl, a girl, a girl tonight A girl tonight Hot, hot, hot Hot, hot, hot Hot, hot, hot Girl tonight Uh, hi Hi, what time is it? Oh, I mean, like, it's girl time, I guess, but Haley's... Is it really girl time without Haley, That's though? what I... I was trying to figure that out, because it's always girl time, <laughs> but also Haley's not here. Uh, well, my name's Maggie. My name's Ashton. And welcome to From Rushers with Love, your podcast for all things big time rush. And this week, Haley's out of town, so we're doing, like, a little bonus episode, um, taking a quick break from episode recaps and um, music reviews. So... What we've done is we've found some one-star reviews of Big Time Rush-related media, products, etc. Um, I have been listening to the podcast uh, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet a lot recently, full disclosure, and that's kind of their whole shtick. I don't think they've done an episode on Big Time Rush, though. <laughs> um, so I think we're, we're okay there. I actually... But that- it didn't exclusively go for one star reviews. I just anything that was funny. I thought Yeah, I started on the lower stars. I definitely have a couple of fives in there though. We just kind of went free form with it. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Other people think really strange things about Big Time Rush. <laughs> unless we are the strange ones. Um, do you have like one you wanna start out with? Um, I got a pretty good review of the Can't Get Enough Tour. Okay. Uh, it's from the Charlotte Observer, so for, it's the show in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, I just wrote down, the person, the reviewer liked it, she had a good time. Um, I wrote down some choice quotes. Um, the first <laughs> one, she's talking about how, like, the band is back. They've, they've risen, they've, they've been resurrected. <laughs> And she said, the band even started the show by rising up from beneath the stage as if they were rising from the dead. Oh, so true. They should come out of a tomb next year. <laughs> I, is that, like, sacrilegious? I don't know if Carlos would like that. That's also true. I don't know enough about Christianity to speak on that, so. <laughs> she could, do you want to know um, what she said about how she described Logan? Or I'll just, Please. I'll just read... Every girl who was a fan of the show in the early 2010s had a favorite of the group. There was Kendall, the charismatic unofficial leader, James, the hunk without much brains, <laughs> Logan, Logan, the sensible darling, and Carlos, the... I don't want to read this anymore. I just got got by sensible darling. Sensible darling's extremely That's good. such a pleasure to have in class. <laughs> Was she describing the TV show characters or just the guys? Oh, okay. So, wait, she was reviewing the Can't Get Enough tour, but then decides to, like, like tell us about the TV show. Background Okay, just in case we didn't know, like, who Big Time Rush was. She's talking about all the costumes people wore, so she said, Helmets could be spotted atop heads throughout the venue. Was I convinced that Carlos really wanted to be my boyfriend when he, I swear to God, looked directly at me specifically and saying, I could be your bad boy or baby, I could be nice, I would give you stars if you gave me the night during BTR's rendition of Song For You? Of course not. The man is 34 years old and has been married since 2014. Not that I'm bitter or anything, but what I'm trying to say is their performance wasn't about the sincerity of the lyrics. <laughs> Oh yeah, if anything, Big Time Rush knows exactly how to play to a car- crowd. 
appealing to our collective inner tween, and all I could think was, your inner tween girl is wrong, now shoot it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, uh, other two things she noticed there were a cloud of cotton candy, vape smoke, and then uh, worldwide was a nurse, an artist behind a homemade sign, two friends in matching sunglasses, and someone who almost tackled Logan to the ground. (laughs) The lucky ones Tuesday night, so they were they were the worldwide girls continuing the theme of Logan, um, suffering during like that. a nurse in scrubs or something. I don't know. I think you know how they get up there and then they like talk to them individually, and then when it's time to start the song, they're like, "Hey, this is name." Um, I actually don't know because that was always when I was in the bathroom <laughs> at every show. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, poor Logan. Poor Logan. Um, so that reminded me of one review I had from their Forever Tour last year. Um, it was This was posted on 7-24-22, 5 out of 5 rating, and it's titled Proud Dad. And this is by, <laughs> R- <laughs> it's by R.D. Attended the Orlando show last night with my 16-year-old daughter, and wow, her emotions came pouring out as soon as the curtain dropped. BTR put on one hell of a show and well worth the money spent. While in the crowd during Paralyzed, Carlos pointed right at me. We're looking forward to a return to Orlando, fingers crossed, in 2023. Thank you for making memories with my daughter, BTR. Uh, First of all, that's adorable. I was going to save it until the end, but um, I thought it was apt of Carlos making eye contact yeah. with people. Um, what I like to think is when he like identifies fellow dads in the audience, he like, points <laughs> at them. I couldn't find any other dad reviews where Carlos pointed at them, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. So I'm going to choose to believe that's what happened. Um, I got a review of the Forever Tour. Okay. Uh, the Detroit show, I believe. And um, just... There's so many sentences in this that really, like, they're not that funny, but I love them. Um, so we open with, Big Time Rush has made a big comeback. Big time. Fans also wore some fun accessories in honor of the members' fashion sense during their time on Nickelodeon. Um, that's a choice of terms. Some wore bandanas yeah. in tribute to James, and some wore green hats with green leaves on top in reference to when the members would hide in bushes. <laughs> Soon enough, music started playing, which made people get on their feet. Then the banner fell, and Kendall, Carlos, James, and Logan were on stage. Fans were jumping, screaming, and crying as the four guys stood still. (laughs) That's my favorite part of every show, when they just get on stage and have to stand there to wait for the audience to, like, quiet down. Mm Mm-hmm. In the midst of the concert, they threw t-shirts to the audience. We don't need to keep them, said Kendall, referring to the shirts. I'm so glad they didn't do that this year. I know. Uh, The guys told the crowd that, quote, Michigan showed up and that they were going to play their music as loudly as they wanted. However, they decided to slow things down. Each of them sat in a chair and James said, hey, Carlos, are you going to bust out the ukulele? Once again, many fans screamed. (laughs) They sounded very afraid of the ukulele. (laughs) Many fans shouted, take it off, in reference to James's shirt. Oh, that sucks, actually. He, he I don't like that. He slid up his shirt a little bit. He was halfway there until he <laughs> said he was not going to take any of his clothes off. 
After Good that fun session, Carlos brought up a girl and shared with the audience that her mom told her she was too young to go to her concert a few years ago. Once he said that, a guy behind me shouted, Fuck your mom! Because <laughs> <laughs> sure don't mess around. That was a nice... This is about Worldwide again. That was a nice mm-hmm. surprise for those girls, but it was not the only surprise that Big Time Rush had up their sleeves. Kendall, James, and Carlos were on stage, but where was Logan? <laughs> they lost him again. <laughs> they started to sing Paralyzed, but they stopped once they noticed Logan sitting in the audience. <laughs> okay. Um, remember that. Yeah, he was They high-fived many many fans, including those far back on the lawn. And, if I am being honest, I even got to touch Logan's hand. If she's being honest. (laughs) And Carlos was right near me, too. In fact, a fan handed him a hockey helmet, and sure enough, he put it on. Carlos, with his iconic helmet, as if he were on Nickelodeon, was an incredible sight to see. It was such a surreal (laughs) moment for many fans. It was an incredible sight. (laughs) And they played a bunch of hits. The entire amphitheater was jumping and shouting with Big Time Rush. After those songs, the guys fell off each pillar behind the stage one at a time. I don't remember that. Ending the show. Or so we thought. <gasps> if only Gustavo had been here to enjoy the celebration with his dogs. Only true fans will know what that meant. What? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like... I thought I knew what it meant, but now... I don't know if it means something else, and I'm not a true fan. Did they just want Steven Kramer Glickman to be there? I don't know. Big Time Rush's final song was Boyfriend, and they shot out more confetti here than they had throughout the entire show. All there is left to say is, wow, what a big time concert. Uh, Kendall, Kendall, Carlos, James, and Logan reminded Michigan that you gotta live it big time. Um, thank so you. true. Thank you, Katarina. Um, I have one more review of the Forever Tour. Um, Also, I forgot to say this was on Ticketmaster, um, so is my previous review. So this Mm -hmm. one's titled Best Night Ever, 5 out of 5 rating. It was by Brenna, and this was um, in Orlando. So this one is in all caps. I will not be yelling it. Um, This one's actually scary, like really (laughs) scary for me. (laughs) I don't like this one. I'm sorry, Brenna. I'm glad you had a good time, but she said... Kendall literally ran into my section and I chased him down the hallway. It was the best concert of my life. Oh my god. <laughs> and just the image of him being chased down a hallway was so scary to me. Yeah. I don't I'm sure it was a normal situation where he's like running down the aisle and there's fans everywhere. But Yeah. Um, I read mine out of order, so I just want to read the last sentence of this Can't Get Enough Tour review real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Jones Beach show, so Long Island. I think we thought about that one, but we were like, that's too much. That's too many shows. Yeah. It is recommended that fans of pop music see Big Time Rush when they come to town. <laughs> just just any, any of it. Yeah, all of it. Uh, my last Ticketmaster um, like live concert review is a throwback to 2013. <gasps> it was their summer break tour, and um, I don't know how to pronounce this place. And I think it's very famous. Uh, is it Raleigh, North Carolina? I thought it was Raleigh, but it's probably Raleigh. Anyway, it's in North Carolina. <laughs> um, this is by GPS Mom. 
uh, I did cut out, this is an excerpt, I cut out parts of it. So it starts, My nine-year-old son and I saw BTR at the same location last year and had a fabulous time. I decided to get better seats this year. Um, then she spends a long time talking about how she did not like the openers. Um, but she did like Victoria Justice when she came out, except she was wearing really tight pants. And there's a lot of people out there wearing really tight pants, and she was not a fan. Okay. So, now Big Time Rush comes out. She says, they are very different. Kendall has gotten tattoos and a new look. Something was very disturbing about Logan's <laughs> voice. <laughs> but James and Carlos Hello? were perfect. Smiley face. Hello? Hello? So she said, the music, outside of Logan's voice, was <laughs> awesome. And they all have such wonderful, positive energy. It's a clean and family-oriented show. They came into the audience again, but security was almost too strict on the small children that wanted to get close to them. Six to ten-year-olds. I mean, really? Um, I think they were trying to protect the six to ten-year-olds from Big Time Rush. Yeah. Is what I believe. But, um, yeah, so I looked up. I was like, okay, was Logan having a bad day or does she just hate the way <laughs> he sounds? So I found a couple of clips on YouTube of this concert and... <laughs> The couple of clips I heard of him singing, he sounded, like, pretty normal for Logan. Like, he didn't... It wasn't the best I've ever heard him sing, but it was pretty standard. So I think she just finds his voice disturbing, <laughs> which is really sad. Oh, no. I should probably... I meant to say before, I'm sure it goes without saying, but um, these reviews do not necessarily reflect how we feel. We just thought they were funny. Yeah. So. That's all I got for concerts um but common sense media they have like if you don't want to read specifics they have like little boxes that they put um or they rate it for various things and so we've got educational value not present violence <laughs> and scariness not present i disagree there's so much violence <laughs> It's not that scary, but they're so violent. <laughs> Aside from a hefty dose of improbability, there's little to worry about in this tween-friendly comedy. It's doubtful that any of their extreme stunts would have similar outcomes in the real world. Um, and I don't know if that's this is true. I don't know if that means like if you try them, you'll die. <laughs> Probably. Um one of mine from Common Sense Media, it was by Robin Runner. So uh, Robin Runner gave it uh, two and a half stars. This is just for the TV show in general, I think. And it's titled, Is This Really What Children TV Shows Are Coming To? <laughs> a series about four unfunny teens who are trying to balance out their average teenage lives and their stardom and fame. I might have liked this show if it wasn't for their song about calling people turds in their very first episode. It already says, watch me if you don't want your kids to be like these funny guys and have the same middle school humor as they do, too. And then um, at the bottom, it says, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> okay. And then at the bottom, um, you can pick, like, if it has, you know, bad things or good things in there. So it says, this title has, and they chose Too Much Swearing, because they had the turd song oh my in episode God. one. This was 12 years ago, also. Um, I found, I found a review of a guy, a guy reviewed the DVD of season one. I think it was the season one, volume one DVD. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very excited about the trivia facts that came with Big Time Break. <laughs> uh, he, when he was summarizing the plot of Big Time Audition, um, he described Kendall as a tall, low-key fellow with big eyebrows. True. Yeah. He's not... He, he's sometimes not low-key, but it's... It's that's close enough. Uh, what? How would you describe Kendall, the character's archetype? Like you know how James is the hot one and Logan is the smart one, etc. I think Kendall's supposed to. Everyone says Kendall's the leader. Okay, this guy calls him quote the tender one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Is it because he's the only one with a girlfriend who he's like nice to sometimes? I don't. He's I the no only idea. one with a soul. <laughs> that's not true um but this is the one where he's like i didn't uh, i didn't think i'd like it oh he's like it would be hard to craft a description engineered to be less interesting to me and yet as i plowed through this collection from the series beginning i frequently found myself amended and entertained say what you will about nickelodeon's teen programming but they've got the art of making a solid sitcom down to a science and i know i've read that before but for some reason, my memory warped it. Or maybe I dreamed it, like, with Salty Caribbean. But <laughs> for some reason, I, like, Mandela affected a Roger Ebert review of Big Time Audition. Where he was like, um, this is awful and it sucks, but I wasn't bored. <laughs> and then I tried to find that and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I think I made it up. I think Roger Ebert did not ever see Big Time Rush. Fair enough. Um, I do have a review of season one of Big Time Rush on Prime Video mm-hmm. from an Amazon customer. It's 1.0 out of five stars, Uh-oh. and it was from 2018. And it says, hello, I really did not like that show. <laughs> That's the review. Short and sweet. Yeah. Oh, I also have a short review from, this was just on Google, I guess, mm-hmm. general reviews of big time rush yeah. so this was a four star review by Maggie <gasps> not me I did not leave this from seven months ago and it says when Joe leaves to go to New Zealand for three years Kendall sometimes is heartbroken and sometimes he just doesn't talk about it <laughs> so four stars um, I'm gonna read my uh, third very short one um, okay so this one's from IMDB and it's 2 out of 10 by SeerH7615 from 2010. Um, I didn't put in the actual review, just the title of the review, which is Big Time Rush is Weak. <laughs> and I thought that was all we needed to know. Um, I want to just go through rapid fire the Google reviews, the one star. Please. My toys, their names are Monbo, Skipper, Lau, and Drago. They have a toy-sized band called Big Time Toys, and also my good friend of mine, his name is Greg Milner, have a band too called Big Time Milner with Chris McNulty, Matt Stake, and Jack Saba. My toys and friend will join with you on YouTube if you don't mind about that. Love the guy's (laughs) name. I don't want to dox him. I really feel like a lot of these Google reviews were like bots. Yeah. Or like... AI generated because sometimes I was like am I not comprehending this or is this not a real sentence (laughs) 
Um, like, past the point of, like, I, I don't want to make fun of people for their grammar or anything, but to that point, I'm like, big, big, I got stuck in big-time Milner, yeah. <laughs> and I lost the rest of it. Um, this is a one-star review that one person found helpful, and it just says, Hi, big-time Rush. I love James. <laughs> I had that one. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad that its influence has spread this far. <laughs> Too much cringe, not enough eye bleaching. Mm. Big time rush, more like big time waste of my time rush. <laughs> the amount of big time rush, I can't, I can't even call them puns. Used to love but it, the, but now hate it. Like every episode, of, like we name every episode <laughs> of our podcast, it's fine. Kendall was my gay awakening. God bless. Three people found this helpful. Why did you give it one star? Aww. Were you hoping for a, a better? It's like the person who's like gay awakening was Hulk Hogan. And they're like, that's how you know it's not a choice because nobody would choose that. <laughs> I have a couple of other ones from Common Sense Media. Mm-hmm. Um, short ones. So this is by Dark Midnight from 12 years ago. Two out of five stars. Um, so they said, eh, I gave it a shot. Only, of course, to be disappointed again. <gasps> it's like a Jonas Brother thing, except none of them are related. And then that's that's the only excerpt I took. Um, and then the next one is from ej-tvwebs.com. And it says, not bad at all. Five out of five stars. And that um, excerpt is, the show is a very different show compared to the Jonas series. What a bunch of dorks at Disney. <laughs> and that was 13 years ago as well. The amount of reviews of people being mad at Big Time Rush for copying Jonas. And I'm like, guys, please Jonas check your timelines. was not a good TV show. It was, I would say, worse than Big Time Rush. But they're not actors. Nick said one thing that was really funny once. Um, what was it? I do. It was about a kitchen implement. Oh yeah, not were, a strainer. It was a colander, and Joe and Kevin were using it wrong, and they thought, I forgot what they thought. They were, they didn't realize it had holes in it, so they were like, "Wow, infant! It's a magic bowl. It's making everything disappear." And then Nick's <laughs> like, "No, it's a colander." <laughs> Why was that so funny? Because <laughs> Nick is really funny sometimes for no reason. Yeah, rip. Um. Well, he's not here, so... I, I do want a pizza girl, though. Um, good. Good song. Yes. The giant turd of Jonas. <laughs> um, I have one more common sense media one, so I'll just get that out of the way. So it's written by DRL Rocks from 13 years ago. Four out of five stars. And it's titled, Normal Show, <laughs> Normal Theme. And then the review is... The main characters fight over girls. Name calling. It might teach you that you have to dream. <laughs> and then at the bottom it says this title has too much sex, too much swearing, but great messages. What? <laughs> it's a normal show with a normal theme. Not enough swearing. I, the other day I was like, where would I, if I wanted to make an episode of Big Time, if I wanted to give it a PG-13 rating, where who would get to say fuck? Where would I put that? Kendall gets to say it though, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think it depends it. on the episode. Like, oh, like they get to say it once each, once each episode? Yeah. 
Oh, that's fun. We should do that I for know. future so episode recaps. A lot of them are just going to be Gustavo yelling, what the fuck, but... Uh, that's fine. I think he's earned it as well. Should we just... Should I just read that thing that you sent me? And you were like, <laughs> I'm not going to read this, but you can read it. I mean, if you want to read it, go ahead. I don't, I don't have the mental capacity to, like understand it (laughs) but please please go on um so this is just like somebody going off on the album's btr and elevate which site was it from again rateyourmusic.com yeah so btr i have no clue how to begin this entry's review i am genuinely beyond words that this album isn't more well known due to its unbelievably awesome and swag-filled nature if jesus came down and started a boy band this would be it in fact this is it I have no reason to believe that this album was created by anything other than an immortal being who had at one point consumed and processed all pieces of music and calculated how to make the most high-quality music that to any human would be the great single greatest piece of art they had experienced at that point in their miserable lives. This album is that. This album has changed me to a positive degree I can't even describe. I could go track by track, but you only really need a single descriptor that accurately represents every single one of them. That descriptor is awe-striking. My jaw was on the floor at every moment I was listening to this album. Well, I haven't been entirely honest. There is one song that sticks out. That song is titled Big Time Rush, a title track of sorts. Big Time Rush is by far the single greatest song I have had the pleasure of experiencing. I had to listen to it twice to fully understand what had just happened to me. Nothing comes close to comparing to this track. You could name any song and I could tell you exactly how and why it is inferior to Big Time Rush. That sentiment goes for any album or artist, too. I don't comprehend how more people don't agree with me. It's blasphemous, is what it is. If this album is considered garbage, call me the trash man. We need to get that person on our podcast. I think that person is Frank Reynolds if they want to be called the trash man. (laughs) Uh, yeah, also, initial reaction, um, I got really stuck on, I think the, the word swag-filled nature in Jesus were said in such close proximity Yeah, <laughs> that it really set the tone. I like the callback at the end where uh, not liking the album is blasphemous uh, because Jesus made it. True. Uh, I they kind of lost me when they said that the best song on it was till uh, Big Time Rush because, um, but yeah, I would I would say all of this about Till I Forget About You. I don't think I would say it about Big Time Rush, the song. Yeah, fair enough. Um, same person wrote a much longer review of Elevate, um, and I think I'm just gonna go for it. But if you want to stop me at any point. So we can, like, break it down. Okay, I'll just yell something. Okay, so, regarding Elevate. After taking a few months off to fully and completely soak in the masterpiece BTR is, I have been listening to that album twice a day at bare minimum so I I can properly trust myself to comprehend it. I remembered Big Time Rush has made more than one album, and thus I decided to listen to their second full-length release, Elevate. To say I was entranced is an understatement. The sounds explored on this album were touching and fragile. It spoke to me in a way no album, video game, movie, or television series had ever before in my life. 
I need to go track by track just to convey the real meaning this album has to me and hopefully everyone else. I should note before I begin that this is not an album I have per personal attachment towards yet, but rather an album that I believe to encapsulate struggles that we as humans all can relate to on a depressingly accurate level. So please keep in mind that this album is not something that is inaccessible to most in content matter. It's simply something that is beautifully human. The opener of the album is Music Sounds Better With You, and with this song, Big Time Rush treats us to not only the spectacular feeling that love is, but also the hardships that can come with completely trusting another human beings, just as flawed as you are. And then there's a clip some lyrics, which are, I try to write this down, the words just don't come out. It's hard to say how you feel, been down the longest road, said yes when I meant no, I lost control of the wheel. I think these lyrics encapsulate what the band is trying to convey to us. Writer's block is one of the realest problems I can think of, yo. But <laughs> Kendall Roy. But for real, it's it is difficult at its best to describe how much you love someone without just saying the words I love you and hoping the other person understands the total amount of commitment that lies behind those words. I don't think I'd have to mention that the production behind these powerful lyrics is so expressive in a way that only Big Time Rush could pull off. The next track, Show Me, kicks off directly after the first track, and it is a doozy. I think this is the one where <laughs> I had to, like, put my phone down and just kind of, like, stare <laughs> okay. off into the distance for a little bit and just, like, reset my brain. In this song, Big Time Rush explores the primal urge of lust that attacks us every day of our lives. Our desire to mate when having children is one of the largest commitments you can try to fucking commit to. The struggles of trying to level out these desires leaves us with a struggle that nobody will ever truly solve for the near future, making this song in particular quite timeless. Again, the backing track of this song is very bright and punchy, which is epic. I can't believe they said epic and I then know. didn't talk about epic. The third song, All Over Again, begins with soft pianos. This track takes some elements of the first track and focusing the subject matter to a more positive light, shifting the tone to one of pure glee and love for a human, and it's empowering how weak the human spirit can become in times of dire consequence and malice when I perform to them horrors beyond their imagination. This track is very synth-heavy, with synth tones so numbingly beautiful that they sound like they've come directly from heaven. You take over, and you are my controller. I told ya, I told ya, I'm ready to go again. Yeah. I'm never <laughs> going to listen to this song the same way again. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad I'm thing. I'm so glad we didn't find this until after we went to all those concerts. Oh my god, I know. The never-ending dependency being shown on this track seems so earnest that you can't help but smile when you hear it. Do you hear it? No Idea is the track no. that follows. He describes how he would be subservient to her due to his love for her. An idea I think everybody should be more open to these days, but it touches on something a lot deeper, and that your dependency on God is fruitless. She has no idea, no idea that I'm even here, I'm even here. She has no idea, no idea. I'm standing here, I'm standing here, I'm standing here. The song Cover Girl convinced me. It hurts. It's what's underneath your skin. Love Me, Love Me takes a video game synth tone and a more demanding theme in the lyrics. Your love is a valuable thing, and he, capital H, so I think we're, Big Time Rush is God at this point. I think they are synonymous. 
Okay. Your love is a valuable thing, and he is asking you to place it within him. Do it. You will not be stopped. I've been loving Big Time Rush for a long time now. God judges me for it, but he does not matter to me anymore. After that comes, if I ruled the world, I would give it to Big Time Rush, for he has given me such large opportunities and gifts unholy. My friends are all insane, and they don't understand how good it is here. Justin Timberlake is the funniest man in America. Uh, yeah, is, did they... <laughs> was that... Why would, why would they talking about Justin Timberlake? I'm, I'm really scared that, like, as soon as we... Post, we post this episode that person's gonna email us and be like oh yeah hi I uh, I wrote that when I was unmedicated um please don't make fun of me <laughs> or something I don't know I want to be clear I just want to like know more about this person's brain yeah like this is incredible if you're listening okay, please go if on. you're listening and you want to come on the pod Anytime. by all means Invisible talks about a common yet nuanced topic that is the willingness, the unwillingness to go forward in life. It's easier to just stay stagnant and not improve yourself. Big Time Rush teaches us that we have a choice to either take a chance or stay invisible and leaves us to come to our own conclusions on the subject. He. Just ends with he. Did, did you cut? Okay, no. I, I thought the mic cut out. No, it's just he. Okay. Time of our life, I am experiencing an insatiable desire to slaughter my entire family one by one, every time exclaiming I have never loved them, lying to their faces, making their death as painful as possible, physically and psychologically, I cannot trust them. Superstar, I will commit suicide to show Big Time Rush just how much I love their pleasures they put unto me. You're not alone. Thank you, Big Time Rush. Elevate. This world is riddled with false idols and fib tellers. Big Time Rush comforts me in times of desperation, and they have not failed me. He would never. Overall, this album is a wildly thought-provoking album, endlessly questioning just what depths humanity is willing to go to, to just to fail us. Over and over again, with beats to nod your head to and slapper synth tones to make you just go, Ah, that hits the spot. The music is good. <laughs> Wait, is that the end of the whole That's thing? That's the end of the whole thing. The music is good. <laughs> the music is good. So this person is either, like, the greatest and most devoted and introspective Big Time Rush fan of all time, or this is just, like, an incredible piece of, like, fiction writing. And either way, I'm here for it. Yeah. I, I feel like we should have ended with that one, because it's just... Yeah. No one's going to say anything <laughs> quite as good as that. Because my next one is just, um... <laughs> This person's review of their first album is simply one out of five stars, worst CD in 2011. Thank you, Louis Chavez from Amazon. I can't believe that people actually buy this piece of crap. Talentless dorks like them should not be doing music. I know. So we go from that person, beautiful prose, to talentless dorks. I know there was a worse album in 2011, but I'm blanking. <laughs> well, this is the worst CD. Oh. I don't know if that matters. Okay, I just had one more short um, CD review from Amazon. This is of 24 7, mm -hmm. and it's written by De Pelsinir Magda, and it's one out of five stars, reviewed in France on July 21st, 2021, verified purchase. And it says, Je déteste. <laughs> 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 
which I think is beautiful. Amazing. Um, and then also, if you like, obviously, a translation done by the computer isn't going to like bring exactly the same uh, meaning and everything behind it. I understand that, but um, Google was like, it translates to "I hated," which I think is also <laughs> very, very apt. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I'm obsessed with that one a little bit. So, I looked up all four of their albums on albumoftheyear.org, and I want to read someone's review of BTR, their first album. Uh, this, mm-hmm. again, this is a review of the album BTR by Big Time Rush. You're insecure. Don't know what for. You're turning heads when you walk through the door. Don't need makeup to cover up. Being the way that you are is enough. Everyone else in the room can see it. Everyone else but you. Baby, you light up my world like nobody else. The way that you flip your hair gets me overwhelmed, but when you smile at the ground, it ain't hard to tell. You don't know, uh uh-oh. You don't know you're beautiful. And so forth. Oh, they do the the rest of it? They do the rest of it. Um, amazing. Incredible. Um, which... Elevates someone whose music sounds better, right? Yes. I cried when Kendall said the H word on Music Sounds Better when it was first released. You could say I felt betrayed. Good album nonetheless. <laughs> so I only have one review left. If you have a few, feel free to go through them. But I mean, there's a couple of reviews where I just like copy-pasted a bunch of important sentences. Can't get enough of this new Big Time Rush. No tomatoes, please. What if the Jonas Brothers stopped making shit music in the Waffle House? Meaning that Big Time Rush's album is better. I think that's true as well. This album cured my daddy issues. This is fun generic music to use in your PG Christian horror film club. That sounds... Wait, can I... Yeah. I'm, in... I'm interested in that. <laughs> the Gathering. <laughs> I don't know what... Oh, wait, yeah, I actually do know of some Christian-ish horror movies. I wish... I know there was, like, someone did a video about the, um, Christian ripoff of Saw. Oh, I don't... I did not watch the video or the film. Didn't know that. But I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Existed. Yeah. So that's probably what they watch. And that's, um, Big Time Rush's new album can, uh, be a good soundtrack for yeah. that. Not bad at all, and completely obliterated the Jonas Brothers for real, for real. For real, for real. It is crazy that Big Time Rush isn't the worst band of all time. (laughs) Um, Someone named Judy Dench said, WTF, this is actually better than most charting pop music right now, and you hate to see it. I'd I'd love to see them winning. (laughs) Please don't do a Jonas, please don't do a Jonas, please don't do a Jonas, please don't do a Jonas edit they didn't this is great and i love that they said please don't do a jonas four times as if they were saying it to each member of big time rush individually amazing um oh and then somebody said somebody review i saved this whole review of another life the most recent album And this person said, I would love to go to their concert, but this album doesn't convince me, and I can't judge them only through the prism of sentiment. (laughs) 
<laughs> Honestly, that's super fair. Please go but... to the concert. There will be literal prisms <laughs> of laser. There were so many reviews of people who were like mad that they didn't hear any of the old songs, so they left. And, and they're like, no, they did all of them at the end. They're I like, know. I don't know any of this crap. Um, one person named Giggles reviewed a bunch of their albums. And they kept editing the review and adding more stuff. Like, wow, this blew up. Um, but it starts with, I don't know what kind of fucked up you have to be to listen to Big Time Rush in the year 2020, but here we are. Big Time Rush was one of my all-time favorite shows back in the day, and the music was genuinely great. I loved it, and it was actually pretty inspiring to me at the time. I don't know if it holds up, but I do still genuinely enjoy it. Like, this shit kind of bangs. I don't think Big Time Rush... I, I liked them a lot. I don't <laughs> think they've ever inspired me to do anything except, like, start this podcast and, like go on a road trip to a concert. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's really bled over into the rest of my life very much. <laughs> Till I Forget About You was seriously an important song to me. Just sad, really. No, I think that's valid. The version of this album on Spotify also includes three extra tracks in the form of Famous Any Kind of Guy and This Is Our Sunday. Logan also fucking murders the outro of Famous. Like, goddamn, my guy, you didn't need to slaughter us like that. So yeah, I like. Do you mean that in a positive way? I think so. Cool. So yeah, I like this album quite a bit. Maybe it's nostalgia. Maybe I actually think it's good. Either way, it's a problem. <laughs> Fair enough. And then when they reviewed Elevate, uh, the only uh, noteworthy quote was "Go on, boys." Or I'm sorry, the only noteworthy quote was "Go on, the boys have a reunion. Why don't you?" There's a period at the end of that sentence. Not a question mark. I think that's that's correct grammatically. Um, and then of 24-7, they said, It doesn't necessarily feel like a great artistic achievement or vision that is being fulfilled, but I don't think it's fair to assume that's what they were even trying to do. I also don't think it means anything that the album these guys wrote most of is my least favorite, and so they must be untalented hacks. Who gives a fuck, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, also my last review that I have is kind of mean and I don't want to end on it so if you have one that we can save to end on um, I'd appreciate it okay go ahead okay so this is a review of the movie uh, is it a movie? I think this was a TV show unclear anyway Picture Perfect Mysteries from 2019 um, IMDB uh, this is starring Carlos and Alexa as the main characters and I think they play detectives who solve mysteries, as far as I could glean. So this is um, a 1 out of 10 rating from T-Bear81730 from January 2021. And it's titled, Lead Actor is Wrong. <laughs> and they say, I get it that both the male and female leads are married in real life. Nonetheless, he is wrong for the lead detective. He commands no respect oh, on screen. No. He doesn't intimidate suspects. He is 5'6", shorter than most men in the world. He is a pipsqueak, ellipses. I am tired of the redundant sexual glances these two have. She breaks all of the laws. And then there is more, but that was my favorite part. As, so. Okay, as a 5'6", so unnecessary. I'm not a man, but like, I, I am 5'6". 
shorter than most men in the world. Yeah. I actually I accidentally missed a whole page of notes, so I actually have a couple more things than I thought I did. This is a review of Elevate. Still to this day, I can't believe the balls on Damon Albarn to copy Windows down. <laughs> Um, and then I got a bunch of reviews of Another Life, because there's a bunch of those around now. So from Riff Magazine, uh, the author of whom thinks that the human band members themselves are actually from Duluth, Minnesota, they <laughs> kind of read like, like they didn't, I don't know, they were like, oh, it's their hometown. And I was like, it, it's not. And quote, Though Big Time Rush puts most of the bubblegum pop sound of earlier years behind them on another life, this album isn't a philosophical deep dive into the intricacies of the human psyche. Yeah, okay. I, I, that's a... I, I'm like, is that a criticism? <laughs> Unclear. Uh, Young Hollywood. I do... I would like you to guess which song this quote is referring to. Between the okay. music and the words, this one feels like a hit to us. Feels like a hit to us. Between the music and the words. Is that a, like a big clue? Between no. the music and the words? No. Okay. <laughs> um, is it one that was a single? Nope. Okay. Uh, it's probably like Weekends or some shit. It's not Weekends or some shit. Is it a good one? Yeah. Is it... Um, work for it? Yeah. No one seems to like work for it, but I love work for I it. I love work for it. It does, I think it is, I think it does spell a hit. Yeah. Or whatever they said. Oh, that's not nice. I never hear anyone talk about that song. Um, I have one more review from albumoftheyear.org. They know they don't make ingenious music nor push the boundaries of pop music, and this self-awareness is what makes this project so enjoyable to listen to from start to finish. The four didn't sit in a circle to come up with the brilliant idea of, what if we sing over a groovy bass line? Ooh, my god. No, they just <laughs> focused on what they had to focus on, executing these basic concepts as best as possible. Yeah, okay. Uh, and the last line... Just, like, completely unprompted. Please don't go into this thinking you're gonna find one of the greatest works ever made. It wasn't made to serve this purpose. This record is just 30 minutes of sugar, bright colors, and glitter, which is, like, really gay, but in a girly straight way, which is a compliment, I guess. <laughs> Wait, was is this still on Another Life? Yeah. Huh. Um, I... I I, it's so like that's so 2009 like quasi homophobia yeah. <laughs> and then um because everybody was dunking on the Jonas Brothers album I did write down a couple of reviews of that that made me laugh very yes. short one of them just said send them back to Camp Rock get them out of here and another one this is their entire review Human being music designed for the wider populace. Human being music? Human being music. <laughs> I guess it is. Um, yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah. That's, that's all I got. Um, Logan is a sensible darling. Kendall is a, a tall, low-key fellow with big eyebrows. 
Well, I think we all learned a lot today. And by that, I mean um, none of this was helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm learning a little bit. Every time I think I, like, understand the psyche of, like, big-time Rush fans, I'd, like... Well, this was a lot of one-star reviews as well. I don't know. People, it's just all over the place. Which I suppose is probably true for, like, any famous band, but... Man. Yeah, maybe their next album will be a philosophical deep dive into the intricacies of the human psyche, and then we'll get it. Maybe. Everybody will align, and we will <laughs> all understand each other, and know what we're talking about. I don't about. think that's going to happen. I not. I don't think I'm ever going to like the studio version of Worldwide. I don't know if I can get there. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us for this bonus episode. Um, we're all excited to get Haley back next time. But in the meantime, feel free to check out any of our social media. Um, links will be in the description. And you can see all of our episodes on our website or on Spotify or anywhere else you find podcasts. Um, you can also check out Ashton's Substack. Um, there is a post about our big time road trip as well as a lot of other good writing. That is what, trashed and gay. Yes. I believe. We'll put it in the description. Yeah. <laughs> trying to think of a good quote we read tonight to end this on. Cause... No tomatoes, I have please. To go. <laughs> I have to go. This show has too much sex, too much swearing, <laughs> and great messages. Not bad at all, and completely obliterated the Jonas Brothers. Je déteste. That's the one. Go on, the boys. <laughs> Have a reunion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm leaving. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Girl, my-